Episode 124 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Last night, we presented the Best Doctors Awards. More than 80 physicians were named Best Doctors in 2019. We got to celebrate with many of them last night. So I invited Dr. Rick Kellerman to join me to talk about what it takes to be a great doctor. He's a physician, but he's also chair of the Department of Family and Community Medicine at the University of Kansas School of Medicine in Wichita. So he educates and influences many of the physicians who have been educated at Wichita's KU Medical School. And many of the folks who joined us as best doctors last night, we'll talk to Dr. Kellerman here in a moment. First, a look at the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We have profiles of all the 2019 Best Doctors. They are available in our weekly edition out today. They have great stories and they tell us why they decided to become doctors and what they enjoy most about their careers. Also this week, a special report on the city of Derby. That town has changed a lot over the past 20 years. It's not just a bedroom community to Wichita. Those stories begin on page 10. This week's list, the Wichita area's highest paid public officials. That includes City of Wichita, Sedgwick County, Wichita State, and even school districts, pages 6 and 8. Check out our business leads, new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments also. Our leads section starts this week on page 56. Back to talk with Dr. Rick Kellerman in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business your business, that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Dr. Rick Kellerman joins us. Rick is a physician, but he's also a leader at the University of Kansas Medical School in Wichita. He was the Kansas Academy of Family Physicians Physician of the Year in 2015. And when we talked to Wichita doctors and asked them about the people who have been important to their success, a lot of them say the name Rick Kellerman. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for, Thanks for me, being Bill. here. Thank you. Let's learn a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Well, I'm from Hayes, Kansas. Okay. Went to Hayes High School, went to Fort Hayes, went to medical school at KU in Kansas City, came here to Wichita to do my family medicine residency and was on the faculty for a short period of time. And then I practiced in Plainville, Kansas, sure. which is north of Hayes, about 25 miles. Right. Uh, then I went to Salina. I was the program director of the Smoky Hill Family Medicine Residency. And then back here to Wichita, I've been here 23 years as chair of the Department of Family and Community Medicine. What did your folks do? My parents were both teachers, so I think that stimulated this interest in medical education. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There were teachers there in the Hayes District? Uh, my dad was a high school principal, and okay. so every four years we'd move to a different small Kansas community, and he ended up at Fort Hayes as registrar. And then my mom taught grade school, grades one through six, just depending on the year. Siblings? I have one brother who's three years uh, younger than me who just recently retired. Oh, great. Did he pursue medicine as well? No, or? he uh, he has done a number of things. Uh, the last uh, one of the last things he did was uh, help at the Sternberg Museum. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. What a great facility! Yeah, that it's is. a great facility. Wonderful, yeah. Derek, yes. in Hayes, America. Hayes, Amer Hayes America. That's, That's right. right. 
<laughs> well, tell us about how you got interested in medicine. Well, I think for me, uh, I just kind of always knew I was going to be a physician. We lived in a little town of Copeland, Kansas, down in southwest Kansas, when my dad was high school principal. And my brother got sick. Uh, they called the doctor who made a house call. And I think I just recognized the impact that a family physician in a small community could have. And then I like the sciences, I like the humanistic part of medicine, and so it was just always, uh, that was the direction I was going to pursue. Do you remember how young you were when you I was sort of thought about yeah, six years six old? Six years old, first grade. Wow. Yeah, that's the first time when I really kind of knew, boy, this individual coming to our house to take care of my brother uh, could really impact individuals and the entire community. So did you then at that point sort of gear all your education toward science and medicine? I think basically, I mean, you have to have some direction just to get into college. But I also tried to pursue other areas. I like history and, and other areas as well, mm -hmm. sports. So I tried not to be just a one-trick pony. But, right. But when you're in medicine, you really have to be motivated and pursue the sciences. Yeah. Right. How do you balance being a physician and teaching and leading medical students? You still see patients? Well, here, just recently, I've stopped seeing patients. Okay. I'm at that point in my career and uh, with some of the needs in our department. So really, most of what I do right now is either administrative work or uh, direct teaching of medical students and residents. But for a long time, you did yes. see patients yes. and teach. Yes, I was in, in Plainville, Kansas. I was a uh, private solo doc. I took... Uh, about every other month, I had a medical student from either Wichita or Kansas City with me for their rural rotation, and then uh, have always either seen patients or supervised residents along the way. So you are sensitive, certainly, to the needs of rural Kansas Absolutely. when it comes to doctors. There's that's one of the uh, reasons that uh, I went to medical school in the first place. And so when I went to Plainville, uh, I really had to get that out of my system. Right. I went to med school to be a small-town doc. But this education thing uh, really caught my interest. So I've been able to pursue both direct patient care as well as supervision of residents and medical education. I've been very fortunate. As I look back at my career, I've been very fortunate. What was your medical school career or experience like? Uh, my medical school career was, uh, we at that time we had the three-year medical school rather than four. Okay. I think most of us felt like we were very rushed. We didn't have very much time to sit back and reflect about what we were uh, learning. So I think most of those individuals who, some of who were still practicing here in Wichita, as we talk about that, it was not necessarily a very fun time right. to tell you the truth. What years? Uh, that was 1975 to 1978. Okay. And I, I think because of those experiences that we had in medical school, we've tried to adjust the medical school in Wichita so that we uh, really focus not just on the sciences, but the art of medicine, making sure that our medical students have the support that they need. And uh, there's a sign out front of the medical school that says, we love our medical students, and right. we do. I think we have a whole different culture, a community-based medical school here in Wichita that I'm really proud of, and I love it. I just love the type of medical education that we provide in Wichita. I'd also say our medical school, we look at it as 411 miles long and 207 <laughs> miles wide. Right. We have volunteer faculty from Tribune to Fort Scott, from Smith Center to Arc City. And so we really do focus not just on Wichita, but the rural areas as well. 
So, for example, when uh, somebody needs to uh, serve a residency, do they serve yes. residencies out in other parts of Kansas? Um, residency programs, because of the accreditation requirements, there are really limited um, communities in Kansas that can serve all of the ha things that we have to have. So, um, of course, one of our, uh, in our department, we have a family medicine residency at Via Christi, uh, one at Wesley, and then we have the program at Smoky Hill in Salina as okay. well. And we're very fortunate. We have three outstanding residency programs. In fact, I'd say that we're known throughout the country for the type of training that we provide in family medicine at those three residency programs. I, I'm, so, I'm so proud of the three excellent program direct directors, excellent faculty, fantastic residents. So we're, we are really fortunate. Are there other ways medical education has changed over the past, say, 20 years, 30 years? Well, I'd say the most recent change is we've gone through an entire curriculum change at the University of Kansas, and that was not just Wichita, but Kansas City and Salina. Uh, for example, when I went to medical school, we all went into a big lecture room, mm. and somebody would lecture to the 200 students in my medical school class. We know that lectures are a very efficient way of giving out information, but not necessarily the best way of receiving information, learning, and then trying to figure out patient problems. So we have gone, not exclusively, but, but a big step forward in terms of small group learning. Uh, we have uh, what we call problem-based learning sessions, and we uh, provide a problem to the medical students. I've been a, P we call it PBL, problem-based learning. And so I've been a facilitator. We have groups of seven. We sit down, we present the patient's problems. Here's what they complain about. What do you want to know about that patient? What's your, what we call differential diagnosis? What do you think this could be? Uh, what test do you want? What is the final diagnosis? What do you want to do about it? And so we walk the, patient, the uh, medical students through that, and they have to think through it. Uh, they have some days off to try to go back, do some reading, figure out what's going on. But it's no longer just large lecture halls. Mm -hmm. It's very faculty intensive, and I think much better for the medical students trying to figure out how we solve patients' problems. Medicine is all about solving a problem. People do not come in with a diagnosis on their forehead. Right. It's written out. <laughs> they, they come in with a complaint, and we have to try to figure out what's going on and what we need to do about it. There's the obvious connection to uh, the University of Kansas in Lawrence, obviously, the med yes. school there and in Kansas City. Uh, but also talk about how uh, the med school in Wichita has sort of transitioned or evolved over the past few years. Well, like I said, we have a, I went to med school in Kansas City, mm -hmm. traditional academic health center, large buildings all at 39th and Rainbow. Wichita is, I call it, hor we're horizontal, maybe because we're flat in Kansas, mm -hmm. but we don't have a large, tall building. Rather, we spread out throughout Wichita and throughout the state of Kansas. The one of the benefits we have, we have the two largest hospitals in Kansas, Via Christi and Wesley. Right. And yet we also go into solo physician offices throughout Kansas, here in Wichita, long-term care centers. So we're very community-oriented, and it's a much different style very realistic compared to the traditional academic health center. And some folks are going through a four-year program now. Yes, we're a, it's a four-year program. Initially, when 
Wichita started, we were a clinical campus, just the third and fourth year, but now we're into our eighth or tenth year of all four years of the medical students are here. That was a big step. It was a huge step. It's much different training a third and fourth year student than a first and second year. Uh But fortunately, we have a lot of uh, clinicians who have been in practice, like myself, who come back to teach. And uh, so we had to, you know, we had to brush up on some things, right. uh, basic sciences. Actually, that was a lot of fun. We learn a lot from the students. Uh, but because of our clinical background for most of us, it's not just esoterica stuff in a textbook. We try to make it realistic for the medical students. Uh, because we know that where the rubber hits the road is when you're in that exam right. uh, room, uh, the physician and the patient together. And I'd throw the family into that right. as well. Right. Yeah. We just presented the best doctor's awards. Yeah. So what, in your opinion, makes a great doctor? Well, there's a, there's a thousand characteristics. <laughs> right. I guess um, I'd lump them into three groups, okay. three characteristics. Number one, of course, clinical competence. I get to work with medical students and residents every day, and let me tell you, they are smart. But there are some other characteristics in addition to that. And I think one is that you bedside manner. Mm-hmm. You said mm-hmm. it. It's um, uh, can the is the physician can do they listen to the patient? Do they develop trust, a relationship? Do they inspire confidence? Um, are they a negotiator? You know, sometimes we have to negotiate with patients about treatment plans. We have to listen to what we think medically they need versus the patient's preferences using what I would call a biopsychosocial approach to medicine, not just the biology, but every patient also has uh, emotions associated with it, and we all live within a family and community environment. So I think that bedside manner is important, Um, empathy, uh, character, all of those fit into that. And then I'd say the third characteristic is are they conscientious? Are they attentive, hardworking, motivated? Are they humble? You know, we make mistakes in medicine. There's always new things to learn, so you have to be uh, a little bit humble and know that uh, you're always learning, you always are uh, pursuing more information and, and education. So I think if we have good clinical skills, that good bedside manner, and if we have someone that's conscientious, I kind of put them all together in, the, in those three categories. In other industries, we talk about those soft skills, and it sounds like that's what you're talking about as well. Yes. I would imagine it's hard to instruct or teach somebody yes. bedside manner or dealing with family or listening. There are personality things that go along with that. but uh, There are. There are personality things, but I think everybody can get better. We have a number of things that we do at KU Wichita. Uh, let me give you a, a story. A few, well, 20 years ago, had one of my faculty come in and said, Rick, we need a standardized patient program. And I said, what are you talking about? You mean those, <laughs> those fake patients, those actors? We got Via Christie's full, Wesley's full, we got doctors all over. What do we need these fake patients for? And he said, Rick, how do doctors learn to give bad news? I said, well, we do it by trial and error. You know what? We need a standardized patient program. <laughs> so you we were went swayed. Out. I was swayed. I mean, that, that simple statement. And so that's one of the ways we have uh, actors or what we call standardized patients. The uh, medical students interview them. We watch them on video. We sit down and watch the video with the 
a student, we give them feedback. And that's just one of the number of things to work on what you could call those softer skills. Mm -hmm. And yet, it's those softer skills that are just really important. Uh, not just the clinical knowledge, but can we apply it? And uh, uh, like we talked about, the uh, that bedside manner is right. so important. Right. A lot of doctors credit you with helping make them successful. We've heard it in the healthcare heroes uh, side of things, best doctors as well. Who are your mentors? Who were the, the folks in, in your career and your life that, that really made an impact on you? I don't know that there's one person. I've taken little bits and pieces of various people. Right. Uh, some things I take the good things I see, and sometimes I see the bad things. And right. I, sometimes I try to avoid those <laughs> things. I guess uh, one person would be Norman Hull, the family physician that delivered me and, and uh, raised me up. And uh, so he's someone that I think, uh, back in Hayes, who had those characteristics and that I look forward uh, to I look, I tell you, I see some of the characteristics in our medical students and residents. I watch them work and learn every day, and I think, boy, I wish I could do some of the things that these students and residents hmm. are doing. We just have tremendous people, many of them uh, from Kansas. KU does give preference, clearly preference to people who come from Kansas, and this South Central and Western Kansas group of students and residents, and uh, Southeast Kansas, the rural students. Uh, they're hard workers, they're smart, um, but they've got their heart in the right place. We just have really good students that we work with. And our, and our students that are from Wichita, very similarly. Many often grew up with a family doc, and they also emulated those characteristics of family physicians. So, so it's not just one person I look to. It's, it goes down to our students and residents that do such a great job, and I learn from them. Many of our doctors say Wichita is a great medical community. What, yes. what makes it a great medical community? Uh, we have outstanding physicians in this town. And you talk about best doctors. I, I really think that's a little misnomer. I think if you ask the people last night if they're best doctors, uh, they would not tell you that they're exemplars. Mm -hmm. They will tell you that they are examples of the type of physicians we have in town. And we have physicians in different groups, some by, home by hospitals, uh, some who are in private small practices. Everybody gets along. Everybody seems to be wanting to do the best thing uh, for the uh, patients. I think our medical society, uh, all of the physicians come together. 95% of the physicians in Wichita belong to the medical society because we feel there are certain things that we can do together that we just can't do individually. Uh, project access being one, various scholarships, all sorts of things behind the scenes that our physicians do through the medical society at the state level, the Kansas Academy of Family Physicians and the Kansas Medical Society. I think a lot of this is because we all trained, uh, or mo many of us trained here in Wichita, we kind of have the same viewpoint. And uh, uh, so I, I think there's a number of reasons, but we do have something special here in Wichita and throughout the state. Do you think we get better care in a town the size of Wichita as compared to maybe other cities that are comparable? I think maybe if you're in a city, the docs don't know each other as well. Here, just about everybody knows each other, if not personally, uh, through referrals. Our subspecialists support the family docs. Uh, we got uh, about 220, 240 family docs in town. We have good relationships with our specialists. Oftentimes, they trained us. Uh, we did rotations with various uh, specialists. So. 
we're the right size where we have all of the things we need for medical education, but it's a very personal atmosphere. And so we, we just kind of, there, there's something that our forefathers set up or something that right. we, we inherited and we need to take care of. Dr. Rick Kellerman, thank you very much from the University of Kansas Medical School in Wichita. We appreciate all your hard work. Thanks for spending some time with us, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again, talk to you more about the medical school and uh, things that are going on in Wichita. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 124. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.